Hello and welcome to the first episode of the Commander's Contingencies podcast, the podcast where we speak all things Commander, especially deck techs. Today we're going to be talking about the future of this podcast and a Timna and Tana Enchantress build. As of the future of this podcast, I hope to make episodes weekly, but I'm not going to make that a hard and fast rule for myself. If I want to skip a week, I will just skip a week. There's no guarantee. As of the deck, uh, Timna the Weaver is one white and a black for a legendary creature human cleric. It is a 2-2 with lifelink. And at the beginning of your post-combat main phase, you may pay X life, where X is the number of opponents that were dealt combat damage this turn. If you do, draw X cards. It also has partner, so you can have two commanders if both have partner. That is where Tana comes in. Tana the Bloodsower is two red and a green for a 2-2 legendary creature elf druid. Whenever Tana the Bloodsower deals combat damage to a player, create that many 1-1 green sapperlink creature tokens. This synergizes amazingly with Team Pump Effects. Team Pump Effects are effects that make it so that all the creatures on your board are bigger or deal more damage. That way, when Tana deals more damage, Tana creates more creatures which are then pumped by the team pump effects. For example, Collective Blessing is three green, green, white for an enchantment, and it says creatures you control get plus three, plus three. Collective Blessing is amazing because it turns Tana into a five, five. So it will deal five damage to an opponent when it attacks, if it gets through. Then I will create that many one, one green sapperling creature tokens which will also get pumped by Collective Blessing. This will cause a cumulative effect that will add up really quickly and lead to a quick game end. I'm also running many cards like Enchantresses for a backup plan. That way, I can draw cards for the enchantments I'm casting, go off, I can draw and cast more. It's great card advantage source, and it gives me a great plan B if my board is wrath. Wrath. You may ask, what is an enchantress? An enchantress is any card that says, whenever you cast an enchantment spell, draw a card. So, I have seven of those effects in my deck. So when I'm casting my enchantments, I can draw more and more and more. That way I can go off and I can win quickly and effectively. And I have always have a plan B. First, I'm going to talk about the Enchantresses. The first Enchantress is Argothian Enchantress. Argothian Enchantress is one and a green for a 0-1 with Shroud. And it says, whenever you cast an enchantment spell, draw a card. Enchantress Presence is two and a green for an enchantment. Whenever you cast an enchantment spell, draw a card. Mace Enchantress is one white-white for a 0-2. Whenever you cast an enchantment spell, you, you may draw a card. Sator Enchanter is one green-white. For a 2-2, whenever you cast an enchantment spell, draw a card. The Tessin Champion is two and a green, and it has Constellation. Whenever an enchantment enters the battlefield under your control, put a plus one, plus one counter on the Tessin Champion and draw a card. Verdor Enchantress, one green-green, which for a 0-2, whenever you play an enchantment spell, you may draw a card. Eidolon of Blossoms, which is two green-green. Enchantment Creature Spirit. With 2-2 with Constellation. Whenever Eidolon of Blossoms or another enchantment enters the battlefield under your control, 
draw a card. All of these say basically the same thing, and they all serve the same function. They get me card advantage. The next category I want to speak of is other effects that aren't exactly enchantments. They don't enchantresses. They don't draw me cards, but they give me some other effect from playing or having enchantments. For example, Nylea's Colossus. Six and a green for an enchantment creature giant. Constellation. Whenever Nylea's Colossus or another enchantment enters the battlefield under your control, double target creature's power and toughness until end of turn. Another example of this is Thotrender Lamia. Thotrender Lamia is four black black for a 5-3 enchantment creature Lamia. It has Constellation. Whenever Thotrender Lamia or another enchantment enters the battlefield under your control, each opponent discards a card. This is great. You're going to be casting a lot of enchantments. Your opponents will be discarding a lot of cards, especially if your opponents don't have very many cards in hand. Starfield of Nyx is another great enchantment synergy. It says, it reads, four in, it is four and a white for an enchantment. At the beginning of your upkeep, you may return target enchantment card from your graveyard to the battlefield. And as long as you control five or more enchantments, each other non-aura enchantment you control is a creature in addition to its other types and has base power and toughness each equal to its converted mana cost. This is very similar to Opalescence, which is two white and a white, and says each other global enchantment you control is a creature with power and toughness each equal to its converted mana cost. It's still an enchantment. So they both make your enchantments into creatures. This is great for when you've gotten Wrath in the beginning of the game, you have a couple enchantments left, you, do, you build up some enchantments, then you can cast one of these and suddenly attack your opponents for a lot. Especially because your team pump effects will work on these too once they're creatures. This is great. Plus, Starfield of Nyx's ability to get back enchantments is really good for when your opponents have gotten rid of your enchantments. Next is Sigil of the Empty Throne. Sigil of the Empty Throne is three white white for an enchantment. And it says, whenever you cast an enchantment spell, create a 4-4 white angel creature token with flying. This is great because I'm going to be casting a lot of enchantments. So I'm going to be creating a lot of angels. And it's either going to supplement my attacking plan while I'm working on it. Or it can be my win con later in the game. Doomwake Giant is four and a black for an enchantment creature giant. And when Doomite Giant or another enchantment enters the battlefield under your control, creatures your opponents control get negative one, negative one until end of turn. It is a 4-6. So I can be casting two or three enchantments in a turn, and my opponent's creatures are just going to get negative two or negative three, which has a much, much larger effect than you'd expect. I can kill many, many creatures with that. It's great. Greater Oromancy is one in a white for an enchantment, and it says other enchantments you control have shroud, and enchanted creatures you control have shroud. This is great. It protects my stuff. It can protect Tana. It can also protect my other enchantments. It's great. Next is Flickering Ward. It's a white for an aura. It says whenever you play Flickering Ward, choose a color. Enchanted creature gains protection from the chosen color. And it has white. Return Flickering Ward to its to its owner's hand. This does not seem great on the surface, but for one, it can it can protect my creatures, which is somewhat useful. But the more use the most useful thing 
is with things like constellation or whenever I cast a spell, uh, an enchantment spell triggers, I can flicker it, bounce it back to my hand with its ability, and then I can recast it over and over and over again, spending only two mana from my con from my constellation triggers, which will get really good, which is really good with all the other triggers. The next category I have is cards that get my enchantresses from my deck. This way, I can get more enchantment enchantresses more of the time. They also sometimes will get other cards if I need them. First is Gamble. Gamble is a single red for a sorcery, and it says, search your library for a card, put that card into your hand, discard a card at random, then shuffle your library. This is really good because most of the time you'll have plenty of cards in hand, so you will not discard the card you've got. It happens sometimes, but that is very rare. Most of the time in this deck, you have six or seven cards in hand. It's like 14% of the time that you discard it. It's not very likely. It's amazing most of the time. It's only one mana. So you can grab your Enchantress, and you're good. Next is Green Sun Zenith. It's green and an end X for a sorcery, and it says, Search your library for a green creature card with converted mana cost X or less. Put it onto your battlefield, then shuffle your library. Shuffle Green Sun Zenith into its owner's library. This way, I can grab one of my enchantresses, and if I'm lucky, I'll draw it again. Next is Worldly Tutor. Worldly Tutor is a single green for an instant, and it says, Shuffle your, search your library for a creature card and reveal that card. Shuffle your library, then put the card on top of it. This way, I can grab any of my enchantresses, and the card disadvantage is fine, because my enchantresses will help me recover that. Next is Demonic Tutor. Demonic Tutor is one in a black for a sorcery. It says, search your library for a card, put that card under your hand, then shuffle your library. Simple. Grab what I want. That's all there is to it. It's great. I can grab whatever I need at the moment. If I need a wrath, if I need an enchantress, whatever I need. Aladomri's Call is a green and a white for an instant. Search your library for a creature card. Reveal that card. Put it into your hand, then shuffle your library. I grab my Enchantress, put it in my hand. It's only two mana. It's amazing. Sterling Grove, last but not least, is a green and a white for an enchantment. And it says, all other enchantments you control can't be the targets of spells or ability. It's a, it has one mana, sacrifice it, search your library for an enchantment card, and reveal that card. Shuffle your library, then put the card on top of it. So not only does it protect your enchantments, it also has the option to go grab an enchantment, which could be any enchantment. I need If I need a team pump effect, if I need any type of constellation trigger, and yes, there are enchantments I can grab with it. It's amazing. Next category is pump enchants. These are enchantments that will pump my team. This is what I was talking about in the beginning. It will make it so that I get more creatures with Tana that are then going to be big. First up, we have True Conviction. True Conviction is three white, white, white. It's a lot of colors. Sometimes you can't cast it, but it's just so good that you can't not run it. It says, creatures you control have double strike and lifelink. 
So when a, when you attack like that, you're going to be dealing double damage, right? And part of it is going to be in first strike. So you will deal a lot of damage. You'll get more triggers from the triggers you can. You'll get two triggers from Tana, and you will gain a lot of life. That way, you won't die from the crackback. You won't die from foolish playing. You'll just get life. Then, next is Collective Blessing. We talked about this already. Three green, green, white for an enchantment. It says, creatures you control get plus three, plus three. It's great. Uh, Dictative Helion. Three white, white. Enchantment. Flash. Creatures you control get plus two, plus two. Glory of Warfare. As long as, as it's not your turn, creatures you control get plus two, plus zero. And as long as it's your turn, creatures you control get plus zero, plus two. Those cards all pump my team. They're great. Cathar's Crusade. Whenever a creature enters the battlefield under your control, put a plus one, plus one counter on each creature you control. So, you cast Tana. So, say you already have Tana. If you attack with Tana, you can get two Saffirlings that will then put two plus one, plus one counters on themselves and Tana. That way, your Tana, when it attacks again, will make you four Saffirlings that then can put four plus one, plus one counters on themselves, the other Saffirlings, and Tana. It's so cumulative, and it gets really broken, really quickly. You win very quickly with that card. Next is Crescendo of War. Crescendo of War is three and a white for an enchantment. At the beginning of each upkeep, not just yours, each upkeep, put a strife counter on Crescendo of War. Attacking creatures get plus one, plus zero for each strife counter on Crescendo of War. Blocking creatures you control get plus one, plus zero for each strife counter on Crescendo of War. Sadly, it says attacking creatures get, not attacking creatures you control get. So yes, your opponent's attacking creatures will get plus, will get benefited, but your blocking creatures will get really big too. This usually means if they attack you, the bigger creatures will die. It could be a trade, right? And you probably just have saplings. Most people are not willing to sacrifice their creatures to saplings, right? Another card is Commander's Insignia. It's two white, white for an enchantment. It says creatures you control get plus one, plus one for each time you've cast your commander from the command zone this game. You have two, in, you have two commanders. So it counts as two times if you cast them each once. Meaning, bare minimum, cast turn three, cast Timna, turn four, cast Tana, turn five, cast Commander's Insignia. Your, your creatures will get plus two, plus two. That means that Tana is a four, four, making three threes, making four three threes every time she deals damage. Next is Beastmaster's Ascension. Beastmaster Ascension is two and a green for an enchantment, and it says whenever a creature you control attacks, you may put a quest counter on Beastmaster Ascension. As long as Beastmaster Ascension has seven or more quest counters on it, creatures you control get plus five, plus five. So if you have seven creatures that are, say you have seven saplings, your other things got destroyed, your creatures will become six sixes. And you will kill, be able to deal 42 damage to someone if they have no blockers. Most likely, they will have one or two blockers, and they'll be at around 30 life. 
you will probably be able to kill at least one person. And if you have more than that, it will get insane really quickly. If you have Tana out and at least seven creatures, you will win the turn after you play this. And if you have even more than that, you might even win the turn that you do play it. The next category we have is Pump. These are cards that sadly are not enchantresses, but they're just too good at pumping my creatures to not include. This includes Mirror Entity, which is 2 and a white for a 1-1 one, one creature shapeshifter. It has Changeling, so it's every creature type. And it says, X. Until end of turn, creatures you control have base power and toughness XX and gain all creature types. This is really good. Say you have 6 mana. You can turn Tana and Timna into 6-6s. Six meaning, you will be able to make 6 one ones, six saplings, right? Then the turn after that, if you play another land, you can you can pay seven, and then your creatures will become seven sevens. Say you have you have eight seven sevens, that is more than enough to kill someone. Next up is Gahiji Honored One. Gahiji Honored One is two red, green, white for a legendary creature beast four four. Whenever a creature attacks one of your opponents or a planeswalker an opponent controls, that creature gets plus 2 plus 0 until end of turn. So, not only does it encourage my opponents to attack each other, it also makes my creatures plus 2 plus 0 and encourages the damage being dealt increases the damage being dealt to my opponents. So, if I attack, sure it only works within when attacking but increases the damage by a lot. Plus, it stacks with Aurelia the War Leader, which is the next card. When Aurelia the War Leader attacks for the first time each turn, untap all creatures you control. After this phase, there's an additional combat phase. Flying, Vigilance, Haste, 3-4, Legendary Creature Angel, 2 Red, Red, White, White. So, not only will I get two attacks, not only will they get plus 2 plus 0 on the first main attack, they will get plus four plus O on the attack after that. That is amazing. Next, Fiendish Duo. This is new from the Game Knights. Four red red for a creature devil with first strike. If a source would deal damage to an opponent, it deals double that damage to that player instead. It's a five five. It's great. Not only does it double the damage I deal to my opponents, it doubles the damage my opponents deal to their, my opponents. It's great. Fiendish Elish Norm, Grand Cenobite. Five white white for a 4-7 legendary creature praetor with vigilance. It reads, other creatures you control get plus two plus two, and creatures you control, your opponents control, get minus two minus two. If you're playing against a token deck, they will probably just lose. This is an amazing card. Your opponents cannot ignore it or let it stick on the board. It will win you the game a lot. Plus, the plus two plus two is really powerful. It will make your creatures much bigger. And with the minus two minus two, it will get a lot of blockers out of the way for Timna and Tana. Gisela, Blade of Gold Knight. Four red, white, white for a five, five legendary creature angel. 
It has flying and first strike. If an if a source and if a source would deal damage to an opponent or a permanent an opponent controls, that that source deals double that damage to that player or permanent instead. That is amazing. And not only do you get that, you also get if a source would deal damage to you or a permanent you control, prevent half that damage rounded up. So, not only are you dealing double damage to your opponents, but also that you are taking half damage. And the damage that is prevented is rounded up. So if you are dealt damage by one ones, by one at a time, you will not take any damage. This does not pre prevent loss of life. But that is fine. If you are attacked with a hundred one ones, it doesn't matter. You don't take any damage. It's amazing. Plus, you deal double damage. Okay. Removal. I put six cards of removal in. Do what you want. I have Path to Exile, Swords to Plowshare, Vendetta, Assassin's Trophy, Anguished Unmaking, and Decimate. That's a really flexible thing. Do what your playgroup needs. You just go with what your playgroup does. Next category is draw, right? Draw is a little bit flexible too, but these cards work really well in the deck. I would recommend them. There's also a lot of draw in the enchantresses and just other packages because of Timna. Anything with flying becomes draw or any type of evasion really. But these are cards that are just in here for the draw, right? So first we have Skull Clamp. Skull Clamp is one colorless for an artifact equipment. It says equipped creature gets plus one plus neg gets plus one negative one, and whenever a equipped creature dies, draw two cards, and it has equip one. So if you have a one one, you can equip the Skull Clamp for one mana. It'll immediately die, and I can draw two cards. Guess who makes one once? Pawn of the Bloodsower's ability. You will make two one ones a turn. You can sack two one ones a turn for two mana and draw four cards for two mana. That's amazing. That's four cards. And if you're making more tokens, that's even better. It's amazing. Next is Lightning Greaves. Two for an artifact equipment. Equipped creature has haste and shroud and equip zero. So, my Tana can get... So if I play Lightning Greaves on turn two, then I play Tana Timna on turn three. I can equip Lightning Greaves for free. And it has haste, so I can attack someone and draw the card with Tana Timna's ability. Then, it also has Shroud, so it's protected from my opponent's stuff. And then, on turn 4, when I cast Tana, I can attack with that early, too. Hopefully, I can get through two people, so I can draw another card, right? And I can make the Saprolings early, which is really helpful for my team pump effects, and it just gives me a head start. The next is Loyal Apprentice. For it's one in a red for a 2-1 lead creature human artificer. It has lieutenant. At the beginning of combat on your turn, if you control your commander, 
create a 1-1 colorless thopter artifact creature token with flying. That token gains haste until end of turn. So, turn 2, cast Loyal Apprentice. I can attack someone for 2. Turn 3, I cast Timna. I have my commander. I make a thopter. Then, that thopter can attack. And the Loyal Apprentice can attack. And Timna can attack. Or, not Timna. Timna can't attack. It doesn't have haste. Then, I am attacking two people, drawing two cards. Then, on turn four, I make another Thopter. Then, Loyal Apprentice, Timna, and both my Thopters can attack. Then, that means I will probably again get through three people and draw three cards. By turn five, I will have three sap three Thopters. I will get through everyone unless they get flying creatures. That is amazing. That is a lot of card draw. Next is Wraths. Wraths are again flexible and meta-dependent. Just do what you need. <sighs> yeah. Uh, first is Day of Judgment. Four, two white-white for uh, sorcery. It says destroy all creatures. It's that simple. That's all it does. Cleansing Nova. Three, white, white. Choose one. Destroy all creatures or destroy all artifacts and enchantments. You're probably going to want to destroy creatures you care about. You want your artifacts and enchantments to stay around. Next is Hour of Revelation. Three, white, white, white. For a sorcery, and it costs three less to cast if there are ten or more non-land permanents on the battlefield. Destroy all non-land permanents. And as much as you want your enchantments to stay around... Sometimes you're behind on the board. Sometimes you just need a complete reset. That is what this is. It is only three mana if there's ten or more non-land permanents, which is a lot of the time. Next is Blasphemous Act. Blasphemous Act is red, is eight and a red for a sorcery, and it costs one less to cast for each creature on the battlefield. I have never cast that for more than a single red. Okay, actually, I cast it once for three and a red. One time! That card is functionally one mana. Almost all of the time. And it deals 13 damage to each creature. So, never mind. So, you just get rid of all the creatures. That's all there is to it. I'm also running... Regrowth, Eternal Witness, and Sarah Ascendant. I didn't put them in uh, categories because they were so unique. Regrowth is one in a green for a sorcery. Return target card from your graveyard to your hand. And Eternal Witness is one in a one green green for a 2-1 creature, Human Shaman. When it enters the battlefield, you may return target card from your graveyard to your hand. They're both just recursion. They get stuff back for you. And Sarah Ascendant is... A white for a 1-1 light creature, human, monk, with lifelink. As long as you have 30 or more life, Sarah Ascendant gets plus 5, plus 5, and has flying. So, in Commander, where you start with 40 life, if you cast this on turn 1, you will have a 6-6 flying lifelink beater to start the game. And it'll draw you cards with Timna. And yes, it will get destroyed. But 
that is great to be able to bait out their removal. The next category we have, have is attack enchants. Just random enchants synergize with attacking, but aren't really team pump effects. We have reconnaissance. A single white for an enchantment. You can pay zero to remove target attacking creature you control from combat and untap it. That creature neither deals nor receives combat damage this turn. So you can just attack freely with your things. And if they block it, you can pull it back out. Plus, everything you control effectively has vigilance. Because at the end of combat, after all combat damage has been dealt, you can untap them. It is still in combat. It is Next is Duelist Heritage. Duelist Heritage is two and a white for an enchantment. Whenever one or more creatures you control attack, you may have target attacking creature gain double strike until end of turn. This is great. Not only can I make my opponent's creatures get double strike, but I can also make my own. Tana is usually the one I target with this, so I can make more saplings, and I can just give it double strike. It's great. Bear Umbra is two green green for an aura for an enchantment aura. It says enchant creature. Enchanted creature gets plus two plus two and has whenever this creature attacks, untap all lands you control. It doesn't have to deal combat damage, it just has to attack. So if I cast this on turn five, I just get all my mana back. It's like it was free, and I got two extra creatures with Tana. Plus, it has totem armor. If enchanted creature would be destroyed, instead remove all damage from it and destroy this aura. So not only is it effectively free, not only does it give me more creatures, but it also functions as protection. It's great. Iroas, god of victory. Two red and a white for a 7-4 legendary enchantment creature god. It has indestructible and... As long as your devotion to red and white is less than 7, Iroas isn't a creature. It might be a creature, probably not. And it also says, creatures you control have menace. Prevent all damage that would be dealt to attacking creatures you control. Menace is surprisingly useful. Most opponents cannot block something with menace. And preventing all combat damage that would be dealt to attacking creatures I control is really useful. I can usually just attack people, and I don't really care. A lot of the times, if they just block one creature, I'm fine with that. I just want some things to get through. Like, I could just attack them with two saplings, and then neither of them would die, and I'd get to draw off Timna. It's great. It just allows me to be free and attack. The next category is red. This package is really flexible and depends on your playgroup. You can change it to suit your needs. I focused mainly on CNC1 cards. That way, I could cast them on turn 1, and then I could cast Timna on turn 2, and Tana on turn 3. That way, I accelerate everything by a turn. So I went with Avacyn's Pilgrim, which is a green, for a creature human monk 1-1. And it says, tap, add white to your mana pool. I also have... Birds of Paradise, which is green for a 0-1 creature bird with flying. And tap, add one mana of any color to your mana pool. And Elves of Deep Shadow, 
green for a 1-1 creature elf druid. Add black to your mana pool. Elves of Deep Shadow deals 1 damage to you. Creature elf druid. Soul Ring. You know what it does. Sword of Feast and Famine. 3. For an artifact equipment. Equipped creature gets plus 2, plus 2, and has protection from black and green. Whenever a equipped creature deals combat damage to a player, that player discards a card, and you untap all lands you control. This is great. Uh, it's effectively free. It You just you cast it on turn 5. You equip it to Tana. You deal combat damage because of the protection from black and green. It's really hard to block. You'll probably be able to get through at least one player. Right? They discard a card, and I untap all my lands I control, so it was effectively free. And I get a, I get more Saprolin. Next is Smothering Tithe. Smothering Tithe is 3 and a white for an enchantment, and it says, Whenever an opponent draws a card, that may, player may pay to. If the player doesn't, you create a colorless treasure artifact token with tap. Sacrifice this artifact at one mana of any color. So, it's a win-win scenario. Either your opponent doesn't pay, and you have gained a man you've gained a treasure, which you can use for mana. Or your opponent does play, and you've just gotten the value of two mana because they spent it. Obviously, if they weren't going to spend that mana anyway, you haven't really gained value. But you get the point. Most of the time, people will not pay it. People are going to draw more than they have to. People love drawing cards. It's an important piece of commander. Okay, what if? What about the budget? This deck is like $550. How am I supposed to afford this? First, cut the shock lanes. They're not necessary. You just change your budget. Like, just do whatever you want for lands. It's not really... Yeah. Then, just sort by price. Cut everything at the top. Cut Sword of Feast and Famine. Minus $60. Cut Grady, Greater Oromancy. Minus $40. Cut Demonic Tutor. Minus $30. Cut Worldly Tutor. Minus $20. Cut Assassin's Trophy. Minus $20. Cut Elish Norn, minus 20. Cut, Agar, Ar, cut, cut Finish Duno, Duo, minus 10. Cut Sterling Grove, minus 15. Cut Saracendant, minus 11. Just cut all of these cards. If you want to go farther down, go ahead. That's fine. Just cut to your price. Whatever your budget is, I'm sure you can make it. There's also an alternate build option in the show notes. It's not much more budget, but it is a small amount more budget, and it basically removes the Enchantress aspect and replaces it with more aggressiveness. This version works, but it is extremely weak to board wipes, and trying to put in cards that make your board impenetrable to board wipes it doesn't last very long. It gets really expensive really quickly with Teferi's protection and etc. And it just runs out of good cards really quickly. Yes, I should be running more cards in there if you want to build that deck. Adjust it accordingly. But it it works. It's a great deck. It's a different deck. I just chose... This is what my deck used to be, and I upgraded it to the Enchantress build. 
It's an alternate choice, and it's a nice choice. It's fun to play with. You will win if your opponents do not stop you with that deck. The question, the problem is, people stop you with that deck. Your opponents have, this is always the deck that, it, that comes out of the gates aggressively. People are scared of it for good reason. Your opponents have ways to stop that. That's what they build their decks to do. It's a great deck. If you want to build it, go ahead. Uh, edit it. I'd recommend you edit it. And it's time for card of the day. Card of the day is where I choose a card using whatever method I feel like. And today, the card of the day is Vendetta. Vendetta is black for an instant. And it says, destroy target non-black creature. It can't be regenerated. You lose life equal to that creature's toughness. <sighs> Why are you not playing this card? This card is amazing. Play it. It's really good. It's one mana. Instant speed. Destruction. Pause this podcast and put it in all of your black decks. This card is only on 530 decks on EDHREC. It is only 25 cents. It is a common. It can be played in popper. This card is amazing. Sure, non-black is a downside. But it's not that bad. It's really good. You can destroy 80% of cards in Commander with it. Play the card. Trust me. It's a good card. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. Share it with your friends. Thank you for watching. Don't forget to join my Discord server. The link is in the show notes, and I'll see you next week.